So what's the um? Fuck is that? Yeah, um, sorry, all right, so press. Cool. Yeah, gotcha. you got it, girl. Cool. Yeah, so if you're too loud, just put a little bit down, but yeah. I kind of like hearing myself. <laughs> I can hear you as well. I feel like it's on like the lower setting, but it's, it seems pretty loud, so. Talk. Whoa. Yeah. That's I think you're just not used to the sound of your own voice, because mine's not that loud. No? No. Um, but see, look at this. Whoa. Yeah. See, I'm I'm this one, and look how much louder I am than you. Because that's just my voice. Do I need it closer? Talk. Yeah, talk. Hello? Yep. Talk. Yes, hello. My name is Connor. Here with JT. What's going on? Okay, cool. All right, good. That's good? Yep. Cool. Okay. Okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this will be, I don't know, because I'm doing, uh, just, I'm just going to say this to everyone. I'm doing like four podcasts in the span of like a week so i don't know which ones i'm going to release first so whatever number this is sup um welcome back we've got the beautiful connor here um we've met twice but he's my best friend <laughs> he's <laughs> he's told me his deepest darkest secrets mm-hmm. introduce yourself connor hello name is connor <laughs> thanks for having me gt pleasure That's to be right. here um connor is a myotherapist correct starting to be a physiotherapist and I wanted to bring Connor on to be my second guest of the mental health um, series I'm doing regarding men's mental health. So you'll be the second guest. Honored. Um, I'm going to keep doing this and just bringing, bringing some peeps on um, that I feel would suit the topic the best and probably have the best insight to it. Um, so I thought Connor would be great to have on. So how was your day today? Tell me everything. It's been pretty cruisy so far. Just, I was really um, late. I'm sorry. Yeah, GT, you kept me waiting for about 20 minutes. Oh, my God, I'm front. so sorry. Um, just walked my way down from South Yarra, just from my place. So, we're here now, though. No, it's because I got, it. like, every fucking red light. Yeah. And then there was this Fiat Fiat 500 in front of me, red flag, immediately. And they were just, they were driving on, like, the left side. Like, you know when, like, you're supposed to stay in the middle of the fucking road, obviously. Mm, yeah. They were just completely on the left. And I was just like, should I overtake? I was just like sitting there. I was like, they were going so slow. It was a fucking 60 zone. They were going like at least 30 because I was doing 30 behind them and I was like up their ass. Yeah. Coming to the city, there's so many fucking awkward driving situations oh, where I'm like, so I don't know if dark. I'm supposed to be in the right lane, left lane. There's a tram behind me. <laughs> when I actually moved here, I thought trams, because I've come from the morning to Peninsula, I thought trams were like trains that they don't stop. No. And so I'm like, holy fuck, there is a no. tram coming. I'm just stationary. This thing's going to ram into me. <laughs> no. Hard. And then it just pulled up, obviously, like a car. Yeah. Um, so I'm learning pretty quick. That's but. so funny. That happened to my, my best friend, Ali. She was driving down this way. And she's everyone gets so confused about trams, obviously, if they don't drive in Sydney. And she just, like, was behind. She was just, like, behind a tram. And she didn't realise, again, that they stopped. And it, like, halted. And she literally went straight in front of it. Trams are fucked, but that's why I hate driving in the city. But luckily, when I get to here, because the office is in South Yarra, I can go behind Chapel Street. You don't have to go down, because Chapel Street's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. But yeah, so how has your last couple of weeks been regarding just mentality? Because I feel like you are one of the only guys I know that is super like mentally strong, but also admits like their flaws when they're struggling. Otherwise, I don't really like know that pretty often from from guys around me yeah i definitely definitely haven't always been like that um it's only something i've probably developed over the last 
four to five months, I think. But um, I'm in a great headspace at the moment. Definitely have had my time going through some tough, tough periods. But um, yeah, I think the more open and honest you can be with yourself, like that's the first step in terms of helping yourself um, or, or even having the ability to help other people is admitting your own flaws and your own insecurities and then figuring out ways that you can um, go about solving those. So I do feel like I'm... Uh, quite mature for my age but it's definitely taken a lot of growing and a lot of hard work to get to that point yeah because I feel like you are really good at also just being working yourself in general like I don't know a lot of people in general not just just males that kind of put themselves as a priority and say I'm gonna wake up early and and do this and do that and get my shit done and I'm gonna have goals to succeed better like I actually don't especially at this age as well so where do you think what made you get to that stage like I know that you had a rough year the last two years or something in the last year um so how do you think you got out of that stage where you were in a bad one to be like fuck this shit I'm gonna get better yeah well I think it it took me hitting my lowest point to then be able to just have that moment like fuck okay i need to actually start changing these things in my life and creating these habits otherwise yeah i'm just gonna be fucked forever because i was definitely at a point where i was so low my self-esteem was so low i had so many fucking insecurities that were just eating the shit out of me and i was it, it took me to get to that stage and actually like see it firsthand um to then have the confidence to try and create some of those habits so it's still a process i'm still nowhere near a finished product in terms of my mental health and um how i deal with that and you still go through ups and downs day to day but um i think yeah as i've said already just being honest with yourself straight away as and just trying to identify those things as quick as possible is kind of that first step but it's a fucking process and it's, yeah. it's certainly not a linear um you know way of just you just hit the bottom and then you just slowly make your way up like you go through so many ups and downs as you know and a lot of the other guests you've had on would know so it's a journey yeah like i feel the same in my situation where i had hit such a low point that i was like okay it's either like do or die like you've got two choices and a lot of people unfortunately don't get to pick the other one and that's what's so insane to me and I always try to think about what was the moment that kind of clicked and I was like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm going to just get the fuck up and make some change because otherwise I don't know how I'm going to cope. But, yeah, I feel like we've had, both had similar experiences with that, like, turning moment. So what was what was that moment for you? Do you can you identify that point, that, like that day or that stimulus or whatever it was? I don't really remember. I think obviously went into hospital, so that was yeah. probably a big moment for me to kind of be like, okay, well, this is a bit ridiculous, like, either. And also just, like, seeing my parents so sad that I was sad. I was like, I can't leave them like this. Like, this, they just – it will fuck up their whole lives. It will fuck up my best friend's lives. Like, they don't deserve that. And then eventually it turned in for me. Like, a lot of people's points of staying is because of their family, and then it kind of turns into a point of view. So, yeah, I think that was a big turning point for me. But I wanted to ask you, how was your perception of mental health when you were younger and how was, like, your journey with it? Maybe, like, what can you remember from when you were younger and stuff? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, so I grew up on the Mornington Peninsula, so um, been private school kid my whole life since I was four all the way through um, to year 12. And coming from a very 
privileged environment. Like parents, um, you know, both my parents been together all my life. Um, I've always had you know, no money issues or anything like that. Um, I didn't really have any coping mechanisms built into me. Life was very fucking easy. Um, and, you know, I had a great friendship group. My, a lot of my good friends now are still guys that I met in prep. Um, so, like, no, no confrontation ever kind of appeared. And so, I didn't really have to deal with a lot of stress mentally. It was just school and school grades and things like that. Um, so, mental health and that whole topic wasn't probably something I started paying attention to or even considering until the last year or so when I started to actually face some real demons. And because life was so fucking good, like you can always just push off that, you know, you get a little bit stressed one day or a little bit anxious about a situation, but you know, deep down, like everything's going to be okay because you've got, whether it's good family situation, support from friends, money. Um, So through like my high school years, I didn't really pay any attention to mental health and it was certainly not spoken about in my friendship group. So I was young for my year level. So I was a year younger than all my friends. And I don't think we ever would have had a conversation. Oh, when did you graduate? Graduated in 16. Shit. 2016, yeah. But 22, so. I always forget forget when people are older than me. I'm like, what? Yeah, 2016. Um, So I was 16 at the start of year 12 um, for a week or so. And then obviously 17 when I finished. Um, So yeah, I've been out of school for a while, but definitely I don't think we would have had a single conversation, me and my friends, about mental health or how you're going or. Do you think there was anything at school? Um, like, did you get any like talks or anything like that? Because I didn't. No, I, I, I mean, yeah, we got all the the basic like you know sexual health talks and bullying talks and drug drug use talks, don't but touch yeah, all that stuff, which was always fun to listen to. But no, I don't think we really had a lot of mental health talks. Yeah. Um, or even we we never taught any methods to identify like, if you're going through something yourself, if one of your friends is going through something. Like, mm. I wouldn't have had any fucking idea how to. Yeah, they never spoke about that to us either. Like no. how to address if you think a friend is, is suffering. Yeah. And I think that's a really important topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's, definitely. I, yeah, I would say it's probably the most important topic out of all those ones that we just said. Um, yeah. Because the schools are pretty good at getting people to come down and have those talks about all those other kind of health areas. But um, mental health, I certainly know how important that is. And I think we could definitely educate a lot better um, at the moment in the schooling system for kids in their you know, 13 years, 14 years. Was your years. school boys only? No, we were both boys and girls. Private? Yeah, yeah private school. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's, yeah, I thought you were all boys. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, it's insane how there's just like literally no education about it. And it's, everyone knows about that I rave about that that's a problem in all of my cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck the system. <laughs> I hate private schools, even though I went to one. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. They just sucked at that, that kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. But when did you think you started talking about it with your friends? Was it when you started suffering or did you notice them suffering so, before you or, or something of that sort? So I had my best, my probably my best mate, who again, I've known 18 or so years, um, was one of the, like, he was always one of the loudest in the room, you know, most vibrant, very extroverted, um, always going out, drinking with friends, just very social person. And he came to me... Um, probably a year and a half ago. This was before I was dealing with a lot of my own stuff. And he just called me one day. I was like, mate, I've just been bawling my eyes out for the last 45 minutes driving home from work. I absolutely hate my life at the moment. Um, you know, I don't know what to do. I can barely even look at mum and dad. And I just was completely taken aback. Because again, perception. And this is a guy I've known like the back of my own hand for the last 15 years. 
I was like, he won't have any issues. Like, he's not. He's fine. Mm. And we would never speak about it. We would never, I would never ask him if he's fine. I just would assume because that's what a lot of guys do. Um, and so, that was the first time I was like, fuck, all right. So, I do have friends that are actually struggling. And I've probably got no fucking idea about it. And who knows what they're going through in silence. And if it wasn't for him reaching out, who knows? Who knows how bad it could have gotten for him. And he's in a better place now, but he definitely went through a period and I tried to help as much as I could and support and talk and things like that. Um, and I know he ended up getting help and seeing um, a psychologist a couple of times and found benefit in that. But yeah, it literally wasn't. And this is, you know, he would have been early 20s. This is well up after school days now. Mm. So that was the first time I was like, okay, like shit, there actually is, you know, this is my best friend that I had no fucking idea that he was going through something like that. It was very it's, eye-opening. And firstly, I want to say freaking good on him mm. for like, as you said, being in a group or an environment at school that no one speaks about it. For him to kind of have the yep. the courage to call you and be like, dude, what the fuck? I can't, I can't do it anymore, which is insane. Well, I know he, uh, he hasn't told me this, but I know he'd been considering that phone call for weeks and months. Mm. It wasn't like, a, okay, now I actually feel shit. I'm going to yeah. speak to Connor. It was... Yeah. He's been dealing with this for months yeah. and um, and it was like, all right, fuck, it's gotten to the point where I just, I have to tell someone. So yeah, I'm super proud of him for actually having that courage to reach out because it's very fucking tough for a lot of male people in general, but um, a lot of males just have no, we don't have the social skills half the time to talk to each other. We don't have the social maturity, you know, up until we're probably 25, 26 at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to get that courage. And that's what I try and do a lot with all the things I post on social media is just like, I want to be open and vulnerable and show people, like, fuck, I'm a healthy 22-year-old male, seemingly has, like, a lot of things going for him in life, and yet I can still go through something. Yeah. Shit. So, if I can do it, who the fuck knows what else your mate can go through, your mate can go through, your mate, like... Yeah, so, anyway. um, firstly, I'm glad that he fucking came to you. That's yep. amazing from him. And how, so, how did you deal with that? Yeah, it was definitely a shock for me. I remember speaking to my... Um, partner at the time being like holy shit like you know this friend has just come to me and completely broken down like and she knew him quite well as well she was completely taken aback by it um for me i feel like i was always good in my friendship group at talking to people and listening i feel like is such a big part as well so um for me it was just about like we caught up for a couple times go get coffee um just listen to him let him kind of tell what he's going through um i think the, the worst thing some people get very you know, all right, do this, do that, do that. They get they kind of throw a lot of pressure on people when they are dealing with something. So for me, it was just about listening to his side of things, understanding what he was going through. And then, you know, I kind of wanted to ask him, like, do you want me to suggest methods that you can go about fixing this? Like, do you want to speak to somebody like a professional? Um, and just kind of supporting him as much as possible through that. So I think that's the most important thing is just, is, is just give them the opportunity to make their own choice in terms of how they deal with it because... It's very fucking daunting for a lot of people. The idea of speaking to a psych, um, yeah, or getting help, or taking medication for something, or like, very scary for a lot of people. I think that's a great point as well. Like when addressing a conversation with a friend, especially a male perspective, it's kind of like maybe don't throw all these things at them first because I know I do that as well, and it's not helpful. Um, so it's good to just kind of say, okay, do you want advice and ear to like listen or do you want me to like encourage you to get help like tell me mm. what you want me to do and then we can work from there because there's all different angles that you can go about it so you did a great job at just being like okay i'm gonna listen and if you want help like it's up to you and i'm here to like 
give you in the right direction and that's something I'm trying to work at as well with my friends like if they tell me or anyone if they're like hey I'm struggling it's hard for me I have the urge to speak say psych say psych say psych but you can't always do that because then they're like oh like now I'm just not going to talk to her about it again because she's going to force me to go see someone yep and you shouldn't force anyone to do anything obviously I encourage people to say psychs because I think it's super important and probably the only way the main way to get help um but yeah that's it's a great great idea especially with yeah talking to guy friends about it who might be more reserved to talking about their feelings to just be like you just want me to listen exactly that's and i definitely went through that myself where when i was going through my shit period i knew my mates no offense to them i knew there was no fucking advice they could give me they didn't have the same experiences i dealt with or the same you know maybe maturity um that i feel like i had to give me advice or tell me what my next step should be i just needed to rant I just needed to be like, hey, I'm going through this shit and this is what I'm dealing with. I just needed to get it off my chest. And for a lot of people, that's that's actually enough. It doesn't need to be. You need to go see a psych, as beneficial as that is, because I've obviously seen one myself. Um, but yeah, just giving people the option to then make their own choice about how they go about something. Because for a lot of people, the hardest part is just letting it out, yeah. getting it out there. And then once it's out, you can kind of, with a bit more of a clear mind, for say, sure. okay, what's my next step from here? For sure. And, and that's a su- super good point. And I wanted to go back to you saying, oh, I see a psych. That, I don't know, I'm going to put Connor's um, Instagram in, in the description and everything and tag you in the post on Instagram. But he posted this photo the other day. It was so cute of him and his psych. And I loved it so much. I messaged you and I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And it was just this photo of him and then his psych, obviously because you can't show your psych's face because it's just confidentiality. And he had like a whiteboard and it was like, my psych. And then pointing at him, it was super cute. Um, but yeah, I wanted to say that I loved that. And it's, it was a very difficult process to get that photo. I'd been trying to organize <laughs> that because I, I saw my psych from probably June, June and July. So about two months, we six to eight sessions I had with him. And I reckon I've been trying to organize what, what are we in now? Nearly December. Mm. Yeah. Been trying to organize that photo for probably like two months of being like, um, I won't say his name, but actually, no, I think I said on the post, Robert, um, being like, <laughs> Robert, okay, please, Robert. can we fucking, like, can, he's like, yeah, I can't get my face in it. I was like, can I spin you around so it's just your back in the photo? Can I, like, stick a sticky note on your back saying my psychologist? Can yeah. I? So many processes. No, so many. was perfect. It was really good. It was really I was very happy with how it turned out. And so, like, proud to be able to show that off. Because as I was saying to, to my it. psych and to, like I said it to yourself and a lot of my other friends, like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone on social media my age like post something like that. I've seen people open up like, hey, I've been going through a tough time, yeah. which is great. I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually, again, a lot of it is because of ethics and confidentiality and yeah, things like yeah, that, but post something that openly where it's just like, hey, this is the fucking guy that I cried in his office for yeah. a couple of months and he helped me get through it. Give it a try yourself. And I had so many messages from people being like, hey, could you pass on his number? Hey, like, what, you know, what, what was your That's experience awesome. like with this? Um, and yeah. Such and a good and you know what, that's the hardest part and I find it like it's as you said, it's daunting before to go to therapy because it's like where the fuck do I go? Like as you said, people trying to message you being like, What's his number? Like, I wanna go. It's just like it's 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 like finding a doctor, but people don't see it as that. They think it's like much harder than that, which it can be difficult to find the right psych so like, as it is to find like the right hairdresser you yeah know, you know what i mean it's- but people give reviews for a good hairdresser because yeah. it's not embarrassing to go to your hairdresser mm. people don't give reviews you it's can't nice. it's very hard to find I, i'd already seen another lady a psych about a year and a half ago and she was 
awful in the end. We just didn't get along yeah. together. Like for me personally, I didn't didn't vibe with her. In fact, she didn't understand. Well, yeah. Whereas with this gentleman, as soon as like I was talking to him, bawling my eyes out, telling my situation, and then he would kind of interrupt or not interrupt, but he would cut in with things that I was about to say. I was like, you understand exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, so you have to find the right person, but that's exactly, I got re- recommended him by my cousin who deals a lot with, um, he runs like a, a gym where they spe- actually specialize in programs around mental health. So it's Stop. called called Weights for Mates. Wow, you told me this. Yeah, I know. I should actually give him a shout out. So Weights for Mates, Weights is in lifting weights, weights. Um, and yeah, they, they run programs where they get all, it's, I think it's all males, I think. That's amazing. Um, and they, it's just, that's a lifting environment basically for Instagram? guys. To, yeah, they got I'll Instagram. Tag them. I'll tag them. We'll give them, give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah. so it's my cousin, cousin Josh. Like um, and yeah, that, and they talk like he's got, you know, psychology background as well. And um, it's just awesome for guys that find uncomfortable to talk, to go into a gym setting with 20 other guys who are of all course. openly dealing with something. And just lift weights and kind of talk and shit. A, that. that's, that's amazing. Gym's a massive, a massive outlet for everyone, yeah. but also a lot of guys as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. A way they cope. Um, and it also can end up them coping in a negative way. Like I know guys who have had experiences with just getting obsessed with a gym and then yeah. Then like body dysmorphia occurs of and course, all that yeah. stuff. So it would be a great way to get involved with the gym as well as like expressing your mental health struggles. But yeah, that's that's totally. amazing. Yeah. But yeah, you. How did you start seeing your psych? Like, did you? I, I want to know, like, the process, not the thought process. I want to know what you actually did. Like, did you go to your doctor? Did you get a mental health plan? Like, tell me that because yep. people are so unaware of what to do and how to get a mental health care plan. What's it involved? And I did an episode with Rosetta, which we talked about it a lot. Um, but I want to discuss it with you as well. Sure. So I'd probably gone through maybe six. Nah probably a month to six weeks of feeling absolutely awful about my life. Um, literally every day, just wake, like waking up, bawling my eyes out, not speaking to anyone, um, felt terrible. And then as I said, I knew my, my cousin was quite involved in this space. So I just shot him a message and was like, hey, do you have a recommendation of anyone I can go see? And Robert, who was the psychologist I ended up seeing, um, was his recommendation. Um, and Josh had, had actually seen him as well, which I know he'll be fine with me saying. Um, had seen him in the past past years for stuff he was going through. Um, and so, yeah, ended up just uh, giving him a ring. He was like, yep, go get a mental health plan. Called my GP, got in with him, had a five-minute chat where he literally just typed into his computer mental health plan, which gave me, I think, 10, 10 free sessions or something like that. So I, I ended up not even paying a cent for my whole experiences with my psych. With Robert? Uh, yeah, I didn't pay a single where cent. Where does he... So you didn't pay a gap payment? Nope. And... Uh, now this, oh, so I to pay gap payment. So he was very good to me. So I, he was in St. Kilda. I was living in Mount Eliza. And yeah. he was, uh, I think it's actually more beneficial for him if he, uh, oh, fuck, how's it, how's it explained? Um, if he like bulk bills almost. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think some he gets more. Some sites bulk bills. Yeah. So he was like, oh, Connie, you're coming all this way to see me. Like, I'm very grateful. I'll just bulk bill it. So oh. I didn't pay for a single session, which obviously helped. Um, well worth the money at the same time. Yeah, of course. But. But I was also pretty happy to not pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a simple process. Like, honestly, go to my GP. I, it was a GP that I trusted and seen many times before. I was like, yep, I'm feeling a bit shit about life at the moment. Would love to speak to a psych. He's like, yep, no worries, mate. Can help you out. He literally sat on his computer and typed. So we talked about the footy for about five minutes and just filled out some notes and talked about, you know, grand, grand final and all these sorts of things. And then um, gave me my paperwork, called up Robert, said, yep, got the files. I said, yep, bring them in. Within within I think two weeks. That's how body goes, guys. That's literally um, 
that is literally it. And you know what? As you said before, sometimes it's good to like find a recommendation before you get a mental health care plan. So then you kind of know where you're going and you say to your doctor, yep. hey, I want to see this person in particular. Yeah. And also it's important to make sure that person has space because yep. sometimes it can be someone that want, someone wants to go to. Like my first psych, I'm literally in love with her. Like I want to see her. But she's literally booked out for the next two years. Yeah. So I've had to go to someone else, which is fine. She's lovely as well. But this psych, I just had this connection with that she completely yep. got me and it literally broke my heart that I couldn't see her again. Because um, I went into hospital and then she got booked out and I just did book appointments because I was more focused on yep. trying to be alive. Yes, that would um, help. <laughs> but yeah, she is amazing. So yeah, it's super important when you go to see a psych, you see if they have consecutive appointments. Like I always like to say to people, call up and be like, do you have a fortnightly slot? I can come every fortnight to and then it holds you accountable because if you don't go, you have to pay like yep. a cancellation fee or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and even on that, I think people need to, with something like this, you have to be patient with the process of seeing a psych. Like it's very difficult to meet a psychologist and have them completely understand your whole situation and give you all the advice to fix it in one session. It's the same if, if you, you know, you do your knee in footy. You can't go to a physio and just expect, okay, my knee's going to be fixed at the end of the session. You have to put the time in because I've had people that have come to me and been like, oh, I saw a psych and I just didn't really enjoy it the first time. I say, well, if it's that if it's that psychologist, then then maybe look at another psychologist, but give the process of seeing a psychologist time. Give it three or four sessions. You know, put the time into yourself and give them the opportunity to understand the situation you're going through to then best help you. Because yeah. if you just give it one shot and you think, fuck, that sucked. I didn't enjoy talking. I didn't. It gets easier every time. The second time you see them, it's all of a sudden a familiar face. They all of a sudden have a bit more of an understanding of who you are. Much, much simpler. Much, much simpler. So that's that's one thing. Because I've had a few people message me and be like, yeah, I've, I've seen a psych once and didn't enjoy it much. And I say, just, you know, trust the process a little bit. Like, I've got a great experience through it. I know a lot of other people who've got a great experience um, who are just putting the time in and seeing a psych. So do yourself a favor. Yeah, and that, that's also an amazing point. Like, it's not as easy as you just go and you put all your trauma on this person and they fix it in two minutes, literally not no. that, like at all. Like it takes a long time to get through the ditty and the dirty. Like it yeah. takes, uh, takes months. And a lot of hard work yourself as well. Like a psych isn't just going to fix you. You can't yeah, just go you and can't chat. Just like leave it there and just go home. No. And that's it. You, if you, you have to be open and honest so that then they can like, you know, Robert gave me little tips and tricks that I could do at home to, you know, help me just deal with my day-to-day life between my appointments with him. Um, nothing difficult, like just little tasks, little thinking tasks and whatnot, um, little coping mechanisms that I could go about yeah. to just help that process begin of healing. Um, and then, yeah, just if you put the time in, like it ends up paying off um, in spades. Yeah, and and that's a really good like point about with psychs. It's just not as easy as everyone kind of thinks that if you just go it's going to fix all your problems and that's it but also it does in the long run like it doesn't fix your problems in the short term fuck no but it also makes you just feel so much better that you can go to someone and just chat about you and just only you and they're there to just talk about you yeah because we go through life talking to so many people and it's about them and then like obviously when you talk to a friend they're going to talk about themselves as well which is course it's equal that's yep. what should life should be like yep but sometimes it's nice just for an hour 
to just know that person is there to just fully help you and understand you and be there for you. Well, because a lot of people feel even, I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, I don't want to tell you my problems. Like, you know, you've got your, I know you've got your own stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, fuck, this is, this is what friends are supposed to be for. Like, give, I'll give you an hour of my time. Tell me all your shit. I expect the same in return. Like, if I've got stuff going on, I hope that you'd be there for me. But a lot of, I've got a few friends, like one in particular down on Peninsula who she just never wants to talk about herself. Because she's always, oh, you know, I know, Connor, you you had harder stuff to go through. And what you went through was worse than what I went through. That so, happens to me so It's much. like, no, you don't fucking know. I don't know what you're going through. You don't know what I went through. Like, let's stop comparing, put each other on a pedestal of like, oh, this is the hardest thing you've ever been through. So, I can't talk about anything less than that. Crazy. Just Crazy. Everyone's got their own dis- their own issues and their own ways of dealing with it. So, just be, be okay with that and support mm. each other. And then to the point of me being open about seeing a psychologist, like, as I said before with the, the hairdresser analogy, there aren't people giving Google reviews a lot of time for their psychologists just because a lot of people like to hide that information for the most part. So the more people that can just be open and be like, hey, yeah, I saw a psych. He was great. He helped me with this and that because I went through ABC. And then, you know, person X can come to me and be like, yeah, I go through ABC as well. I say, great. Well, this is a guy that helped me with those exact same things. Yeah, yeah I'll give you his number. And I find that, I find that funny because... <laughs> I get that so much where if someone talks to me, they'll kind of tell me everything. And then like after they tell me everything, they're like, but you've been through so much worse, so don't worry about it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's like, just don't say that. It's just so irrelevant because I don't look at you and when you're telling me your shit and be like, this bitch, she's complaining. Yeah. Like I've fucking been through so much worse. Like you shouldn't compare because that just one minimizes your feelings then it makes it worse for you definitely and then you're just never going to get better that way by not admitting how much something hurts anyone that's doing that is not a friend that you want to be around anyone that is putting you know putting their problems ahead of yours just because they think it's slightly worse what they've been yeah imagine me be like yeah i've been through worse sorry talk to someone else about it no that's that's not (laughs) that's sort of person you cut out no one's gonna say that like no (laughs) any good friend is gonna be exactly exactly <laughs> and it's all perception like what what you're going through to me might I, I might think okay it's not that much of a big deal but if exactly. i know that you think it's a fucking massive stressful 100%. situation i'm gonna give you the time like if i'm a half decent friend i'm gonna treat it as and, if it's the worst thing in the world and i for you. find it funny because someone say if someone's telling me a story and they'll be like oh like this is not this is like not happened but i'm trying to say an example someone's like oh yeah i just got hit last week and they're like saying it casually and i'm like what the fuck do you mean and they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, that's what I'm – great point about perception. It all matters on what the person thinks of their experience. Yeah. So don't ever think that someone's like, oh, I've been through worse. Like, I can't talk about my stuff. But that's another reason why sucks are so good because you – it gets rid of that feeling of, oh, I'm taking so much time out of the day, like their day. Like, it's their job. They've studied exactly four or five plus years to do so and love doing what they do. So they're not – you're not taking time out of their day like you're making their day exactly so that's why yeah psychs are a massive good point for people who maybe feel like they're taking other people's time or yep or like downing people with their problems which is never never the case um but yeah completely but how do you think do you so you don't see robin anymore no i've stopped seeing i haven't seen him now for probably three months i think okay um and that's through my own choice, just I don't feel like I need to catch up with him anymore. I feel like he's helped me deal with everything that I went through and now I have the coping mechanisms okay. to yeah. be able to say, okay, fuck, Connor, if you're having a bad day, do this because you know that's going to help you. Yeah. Um, and he gave me a lot of tips of things I can do and there's a lot of 
just stuff I read and my own mindset towards things, which I've tried to adapt and just, yeah, become stronger mentally. It's a process. People underestimate like length length of seeing a psych all differs between a person. Like, as you said, it was just you were going through a really rough time and you needed to see someone, you needed that person to sit there and support you and give you coping mechanisms and now you feel like you weren't them and you're in that space where you can do it on your own. And then there's some people that have made, and as you said before, like growing up, you don't feel like you had a difficult childhood. So you maybe you don't have as much trauma to work through. Yeah. As other people may. Like I know, I know for like, for a long time, I'm probably going to have to go to therapy because of one, my personality disorder and two, childhood trauma and trauma when I was a teenager and stuff like that. So it all differs on people's experience. Like you can be going through a very depressive episode for three months and just need a CSI for those three months. And then after that, you've learned all the coping mechanisms and you're just like, okay, I think I'm fine. But I still think it's important to check up. Yep. Like, and obviously you talk to Robert, so it's just good that you know that he's there and if you ever are going through a rough spot, you know to go back. And exactly. And be like, hey, do you have a few sessions I can pop in? Yeah, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will see him like, again for yeah, something in the future. You know, fuck, we're 20, 22 years old. Like. Yeah, you're a long way to go, we all do. Yeah. But same as like seeing a doctor or seeing a physiotherapist. Like, exactly. You always go back and check in, like your wounds healed and now it's all up to you kind of to... to to fix it yourself and kind of heal it yourself. Yeah. Um, but I know there's people that feel as if they don't need to go to therapy, but I still feel like it's important to at least go once in your lifetime or once every couple of months or once a year because everyone, especially the past few years, we've gone through all gone through hell. Mm. Um, so I feel like it's still important to, to go there and just be like, hey, these are some things that I want to change and work on and then that person can provide you with some ways because everyone should be working on themselves regardless if they're happy or not well i think as well like there's a lot of things that i didn't even realize i was dealing with until i spoke to robert because it's very hard to fucking see your own um like insecurities and issues sometimes um like i i can think okay i know i feel fucked up i know i feel self-conscious in this setting but why i don't know why i don't know how to fix this and i don't know what's causing me to feel this way you go speak to a trained professional at understanding the minds and social settings and all these different things. Like I learned so much about why I was feeling certain ways. Um, even though I, I knew I was experiencing that beforehand, but then getting a little bit deeper into the crux of what's actually going on underneath that's causing me to, to feel these ways and have these issues. Um, just getting that like outside opinion rather than sitting in your own head and just kind of asking yourself all these questions and getting no answers. Yeah. Because- makes a massive difference for, for any issue, whether you are, whether you're suicidal, whether you are in a little bit of a, a patch where you're going through some depression or whatnot, um, anxiety, or everything. Because there's always a reason to everything. Yeah, it comes and from something. 100%. And people underestimate that. They're like, why am I feeling this way? I literally don't know. And although the answer might not be clear, it's still underneath there. Like I know that I have many tendencies that I've learned as coping mechanisms from when I was younger that defended me. And my psych likes to say this. There was ways that you defended yourself when you were younger that you're trying to use now, but it's just not relevant anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So it's super important to go back and just be like, okay, that that was useful then, but now in this stage it's not. Yeah. Like perhaps you've been hit when you were younger and you hit back 
and that's how you defended yourself in, in your, that stage. But now when you're older, any threat of being hurt, you fight back. Yeah. But that benefited you when you were younger because you defended yourself. But now yep. you don't need to do it's that. It's not going to work the same way. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's been super beneficial when I've been to the psych to be like, now I can understand where I am at and what needs to be worked on in the sense of mechanisms and coping and yeah and stuff like that but i also wanted to ask you tell me about what you're doing and what's been going on in your life because i met you through instagram through it's okay to struggle actually not even my personal one um so yeah go on about that tell me everything start introduce your your being <laughs> yeah so i think um a lot of the things that I'm passionate, well, I found a passion for, for mental health and for helping other people. So that's obviously what I do a lot with my work as a, um, you know, working in the health industry and helping people overcome injuries and, um, and you know, sporting accidents, all that sort of thing. So I've now transitioned that a little bit into helping people get through their mental struggles and trying to use my own experiences to inspire and encourage other people to have the confidence to get through whatever it is that they're going through, no matter how big or small. So over the last few months, I've done a couple of um, kind of charity events or challenges, I suppose, is a better way to put them, um, which are all just about, again, being vulnerable with myself, admitting on social media to, you know, 2,000 followers, like, yeah, I'm very insecure and I have a lot of self-esteem issues and I've, you know, had suicidal thoughts before and just being very honest to all the people that sort of pay attention to the stuff I post. So like I did a charity walk or I walked for 24 straight hours to raise money for it's a great um, foundation on the morning to Peninsula called It's Okay Not To Be Okay. Um, and I absolutely love the family to death. Um, three sisters and mum and dad, and they lost their brother to um, suicide a few years back. So very tragic story. Um, and they do some- I will tag them. Yes, it's okay not to be okay. They're amazing people. Um, and yeah, to go through what they went through and still be so active and vibrant as people and so amazing. happy to help others is, yeah. yeah, I can never never speak highly enough of them. Um, so I managed to raise just under $10,000 Jesus, I didn't know you raised that much. Good on you, man. Yeah, no, it was awesome. So I walked from Frankston to Hotel Sorrento and then all the way back, so 24 straight hours. Um and yeah, that was a pretty fucking wild experience, but I just wanted to A, do something crazy because I love the idea of doing things that other people haven't done before. Um, and I'm a bit of a competitive motherfucker. So Me too. the idea of just being like, yeah, fucking earth, I've done this. Like I fucking <laughs> walked to 24 straight hours. I didn't sleep. I didn't. I'm going to do 34 hours. Try it. Hey, I'll do 36 if you do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just doing something like that for my own challenge and, and like strength through struggle is something I try and preach a lot. So for anyone that is going through a tough time, like putting yourself through deliberate suffering, I like to call it, is a fucking awesome method of uh, learning. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm not laughing, I'm not trying. So, you know, like I went in the ocean over winter for 100 straight days every morning, 7 a.m. or roundabout. Are you David Goggins? So David Goggins is actually a, quite a big insult. I've listened to a lot of his <laughs> podcasts. And look, I'm I not. Like David, I'm not. But he's fucking yeah. Freaking. No, he's. If anyone hasn't listened to or heard David Goggins' story, do yourself the favor and just type up David Goggins, Joe Rogan, or something like that. I fucking and hate Joe Rogan, but yeah. Joe Rogan, look, he's yeah. His opinions can. No, he's probably they can be. As fuck. He can be, yeah. But 
Listen for okay, listen I'm for to David. Hate, take that back, it's me. Yes. But I dislike Joe Rogan. Listen, listen to it for David Goggins' story. Not Joe Rogan doesn't actually speak much. Yeah, I know. David yeah, no, I have listened to it. Is uh, yeah, cool. he just tells an incredible story. So trying to adopt that mindset of like, okay, fuck, I'm a spoiled peninsula boy who's come from private school, <laughs> has a fuckload of friends. I'm healthy. I don't have anything wrong in my life. Like no coping mechanisms, as I said. How about you actually teach yourself to go through something fucking shit and get through it? So I literally would do seven minutes in the bay in literally just footy shorts. That's fucked. There was literally days, I, it was bucketing rain, like blowing in a suit gale. I've seen, I've put, seen. I put a few videos on Instagram of me just jumping in the ocean in the most fucked weather. I'd message my mate um, and I'd be like, dude, get down to the beach now. Like, and he's like, what? <laughs> What do you mean? And he'd if like, you messaged me that, I would block you. He literally, he'd come down, he'd like have his hoodie and his like beanie on and he'd like go up to his waist or something and I'm just like jumping and doing fucking jumping jacks in the ocean. And, That's hilarious. But in my mindset was like, okay, fuck, if I can have this attitude of, all right, fuck, it's fucking cold out there and the yeah. ocean is fucking brutal, get the fuck in there, put up with it for seven minutes and then get out. How fucking good are you going to feel after that? And the level of clarity and like boosted self-esteem I got from that alone, just going in the ocean was insane. And then same with the, the 24-hour walk. It was like, who the fuck can walk for 24 straight hours? Like, so, I had so many people being like, Connor, like you don't know the health risks of Were that. Were you scared? Uh, like at night and shit? Oh, a little bit. I mean, it was middle of winter, so I went through 14 hours of like darkness. Did someone follow you? I had a few friends that walked like periods with me, like yeah. a couple of hours here and there. So I was almost always with someone, yeah. almost always. Um. But I had a lot of adrenaline kicking just through that whole experience. And I ended up fucking getting a stress fracture in my foot purely from walking too many steps. So I walked 111 kilometers straight, (gasps) but without stopping, without sleeping, without... I was literally just pulling out chicken and spinach wraps from my backpack, um, which mom and dad like dropping off as they drive past me. That's so funny. But again, my whole attitude was, fuck, what's something fucking incredible that you could do? Like imagine how difficult that would be and then imagine getting through that, the lessons you would teach yourself. That's so, crazy. Very, yeah, very proud of all of that. And then planning to do a swim in January. So I'm planning to swim nine kilometers a day in the ocean for nine straight days. So 81 Ks total. Um, that number of nine is chosen because that's the number of lives that we lose to suicide in Australia every day. So um, obviously, absolutely fucked stat um, and one that scared the hell out of me when I heard it. Um, but I want to try and raise some awareness around that. Um, when Are people you doing ask, GoFundMe? Yeah, I am. So I've okay. set up a, like, there's a, a link in my Instagram. I'm about 50 days away from starting. So January 8 will be the first day of the swim. So um, would love to get to 10K again if I can. I think there's yeah. about 700 bucks sitting in there at the moment. Are you donating um, it? It's okay. Yeah, same charity. Yep, yeah, same charity. So it's okay not to be okay. All yeah. proceeds go directly to them. Yeah. Um, and again, like, I've had so many people be like, Connor, you can't fucking swim 9Ks on one day. Like, how are you going to do it across nine straight days? To be honest, I don't know. Wait, you're not staying in the water, are you? What do you mean? What can you explain? No, that so process? I'm doing so every so for nine straight <laughs> like, days I will I'm be fucking stupid. I totally misunderstood. For yeah. nine straight days, so on a Saturday I'll start and I'll finish the following Sunday. Okay. I will spend nine I will swim nine kilometers of ocean in the ocean. Are you going back and forth like around? So I might do I'm not sure how I'll break it up. If I have the fitness, I'll try and do nine K straight, but I don't think that's gonna be physically possible. Because yeah. I'm not I wasn't a swimmer beforehand. I'm training to get to this point yeah um so i'll probably the thing the goal will be get up at you know 6 a.m smash out 5ks in the morning rest eat a fuckload of food yeah literally i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be like a monk for like nine days i'm just gonna go back home on the peninsula where mum and dad are 
which is swim in the morning, go home, rest, recover, get massages, eat like a king, go back and swim in the evening so for excited. nine straight days. So, and again, it's like, oh, I don't how know. How much you on the first day and the last day? Well, on the last day, I'm hoping, I haven't exactly organized it yet, but I'm hoping to run it down at actually one of the public pools um, down on the peninsula and get like a food truck down there. I've got a guy that wants to like play live music so people can literally Amazing. come, jump in, even swim a couple of laps with me. Um, it'll be a lot of laps doing 9Ks in a 50-meter pool. <laughs> but because um, I've had a lot of people that said they wanted to swim, so make it a real event. People can come down, donate. That would be um, awesome. Need to get on to organizing that because that'll be January 16. Shout out to Izuku not to be okay. You should get them to bring their merch there because they do They will. Well. Yeah, I'll get, yeah. I've already spoken to the girls um, about, yeah, getting them to come down. I'm sure they get down and bring some. They've got awesome hoodies and beanies and t shirts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've seen this stuff that um, awesome. So good. So try and make it a, a massive fucking day. And I, I really hope, I know the donations will fly in as we get closer. We're still a couple months away. So um, yeah, excited for that process. But I'll do a, do- I gotta do a donation. From I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so. Yeah, good fun, good fun. Right, but well, I, I clearly love a challenge, I know, if you hadn't noticed. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I love it though. I wish I could have. I think I do like a similar thing, but I more challenge myself in like personal and work life rather than like hurting myself. Yeah, just physically <laughs> fucking your body up, which yeah. is literally what I'm doing. I like doing that in the gym, but like that's pretty much the extent of it. But I do like, yeah, I do that in my work life. I'm like, go, go, go. go. Yeah. Which, like, and look, probably a much smarter way to do it, <laughs> to be honest, no, your method. No, no, it's all right. um, it's all right. I don't physically know how I'm going to be on day nine or even day two after swimming nine k's on the first day. Nah, like, you're hmm, going to do you're this again. You're going to kill it, and I'm going to be there to support. <laughs> it's going to be hoot. It will. It will. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and I want to have you back after the swim. Yeah. And chat about that, and we can definitely follow up episode. No, whenever. Happy to come on, have a chat. Um, but thank you so much for everything and for sharing. And I'm going to obviously link everything that Connor has spoken about in the description and in the post on Instagram. So you guys can look through that. His Instagram is Mood to Move. Yep, that's it. Um, but I will tag it as well. Okay. And um, and quick shout out to, to GT here oh. for uh, absolutely absolute killing the game at the moment. No one ever Doing shouts big me things. out. Big big it. shout out, big shout out to the to the woman herself. So Thanks, keep keep listening, folks. Tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your family. Um, it's gonna blow up. All right. See you guys. Cheers. Bye.